Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Mm. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Frida. Hey, Brittany. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, DeShannon. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. I miss you, Sandra Isler. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hey, y'all, good morning. Mm. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. You are so worthy to be praised. You are so worthy to be praised. You're 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 so so worthy to be praised. I love you, Lord God. I love you, Lord God. I love you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. We love you, Lord. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift your name on high for you are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords and you are the great I am. And I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my God. Philippians 4 and 20 says, But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power which he will bring everything under his control. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Another version of that says, be absolutely anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, making your requests known before him with thanksgiving. And he is the God of God that will answer my God. But I love that first verse, that three and that 20, where it says they are healed for his destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think only about this life on earth. But we are citizens of heaven. We are not even citizens of this earth. And we're, we're waiting. We're waiting on something far greater than things on this earth. So, Lord God, we just welcome you in this morning. We welcome you to the devotional. We welcome you into our lives. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you, Father God, for 
giving us the activities of our limbs. We thank you, Father God, for renewing our minds, for clothing us in our right minds. We thank you, Father God, for your peace. We thank you, Father God, for your protection. We thank you, Father God, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for your wisdom. We thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for your valor, for strengthening us, Father God, for your glory, for your mercy, for your love. We thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional today. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, spirit, souls, and body, over our home, over our children, over our marriages, Lord God, over our city, state, nation, world, over the communities that we live in. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children today, Lord God. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, that they are healthy and whole, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, they are healthy, whole, spirit, soul, and body. We thank you they are anxious for absolutely nothing, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are not anxious about their lives, Lord God, that we trust you with their lives. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for your glory. We thank you we are glory carriers, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We are rightly dividing the word of God, Lord God, so that we can walk in your truth, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, one that destroys the yokes of bondage of sickness and disease. And this morning, Lord God, we set our eyes on you. We set our eyes on you. We look to the hills from which cometh our help because we know that our help comes from the Lord, Lord God. My God, we bless your name. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. Let Jesus be glorified in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let Jesus be glorified. Let Jesus be glorified. Let Jesus be exalted. Let Jesus be glorified in every area of our life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. If you're just logging on, I welcome you. I thank you. I bless your name. The sweet communion of the Holy Spirit is here and he is in our presence. I feel him. Um, I thank you, Lord, for visiting us, for inhabiting the praise of your people. I thank you for the cool wind blowing on your people. I thank you, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that justice is being served. I thank you, Lord God. We are walking in the fullness of who you called us to be, Lord God, anxious for absolutely nothing. We're going to confess over our kids today. Uh, I'm just so grateful to uh, be connected to you this morning. I'm grateful for what God is going to do. I feel the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. If you will just pause for a second and lift your hands in the air. If you're driving, don't lift your hands in the air. Lift your hands in the air and just say, um, thank you, thank you. And tap into that refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Just say, I receive your refreshing today. I receive you, Holy Spirit, today. I receive your refreshing today in the mighty name of Jesus. If you'll just receive that today, he'll refresh you, he'll renew you, he'll restore you. He'll be absolutely everything that he's supposed to be to you in Jesus name. Amen. Gosh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the refreshing. I thank you for the refreshing. I thank you for the refreshing. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Melissa M. Billings, I love you, woman of God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Juana Talbert, are you you on here? I think I saw you come up. 
Can you give me a little finger? Um, I just need to esteem you for a second. Um, Juana is my friend. She is my sister. She is an amazing woman of God. I have been watching her grow in grace and her son Kendall just signed with Washita. And I am grateful for Kendall's accomplishments, but I am more so grateful for who his mother is. And she has not been perfect in this thing. She will tell you this, but I am honored to know her because she broke barriers and she has continued to break barriers as a single mom. She didn't let being a single mom um, hinder her um, from committing to her children. And this is Kendall's senior year and he has been busy and he has been traveling and this mama has sometimes worked two jobs and God has blessed her. And so Juana, I want you to drop your cash app today. Um, drop it right there in the line. And if anybody is on here and you sow see fit, I need you to sow a seed into Juana's life today. I need you to bless Juana today. I need you to sow that into, I don't care if it's a dollar, 50 cents, five dollars. Juana, I need you to obey me. I need you to drop your cash app and I need you guys to sow a seed into Juana today. She has worked two jobs um, doing this and not two jobs, um, just trying to take it in our own strength, two jobs and trying to be focused, two jobs and trying to sustain her household. Um, and when the Lord started dealing with her about working two jobs, she has tried to be faithful in that. And so I just need to honor Juana today. I need to honor her as a single mom. I need to honor her for giving Kendall and her other son her very best um, for even when in her moments, what I love about her is even in her moments when she hasn't been perfect, she's let them see that, you know, and she's talked them through that. So Wanna, thank you for persevering, being continual grace through the end, for fighting to give Kendall the best life, for fighting to give um, your oldest son the best life ever, for just not giving up woman of God, for being so focused, for being so loving for trying to improve yourself as a woman of God, to hear the call of God on your life. It is not easy to be a single mom. It is not easy at all. So I need you to be obedient and put your cash app. And I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. It's on, it's on Facebook for those of you who are on Instagram. And I need y'all to sow a seed into Juana's life today. I need you to be a blessing to her. She has just been faithful to her. I've seen her and I've seen her every time I see her um, with something connected to Kendall. She she has such a pleasant attitude. She acts stressed out. So I know God graced her to be everything that she needed to be to kindle in this season. And I just needed to lift her up. I needed to exalt her this morning. I just needed to bless her name this morning and just encourage her. I can bless Juana through my mouth. And so Juana, I just thank you for being an example to us of what it's like to be a single mom and trying to honor God in everything that you do. So when she drops her cash app, I need you to see her cash app. I need you to sow. I want you to know that no seed is too small. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's $2. I don't care if it's $3. I don't care if it's $4, $5. I just need y'all to sow into her life today because she is that amazing. She is that amazing. So she's going to drop that cash app. And when you see that cash app go up, y'all honor her. Y'all be a blessing to Wana. Y'all bless her today. If we were at a church, I would take up an offering and put it in. Hey, 
hands. So y'all be a blessing to Wanda today. Bless her and her single parentness. I know what it's like to be a single mom and trying to manage and trying to balance and trying to do all these things. And it's not always easy. And so I need y'all to sew into her today. She just she just dropped it. Um, dollar sign Wanda for y'all on Instagram and YouTube, J-U-A-N-A Talbert, T-O-L-B-E-R-T. That is her cash app. So please sow into her today, sow into her life today, be a blessing into her life. And thank y'all for being obedient. Thank y'all for letting me be the shepherd that I need to be and the priest and um, the prophet and the pastor and everything that God has called me to be in this season. Thank y'all for that. I, I thank y'all for honoring me in that. And um, that means a whole lot to me. So thank you for that. Um, I love y'all so much. We're going to get into the devotional. I'm telling you now that... Um, I'm telling you now it's weighty. I'm telling you now it's weighty. No, just one, one J Nisi, one J, just J U A N A J N A U A N A. Thank you for pinning that just. Um, so I thank you for that. I thank you for your obedience and allowing me to be led by the Holy spirit. Um, thank you for not shunning the gospel and learning kingdom and us growing. I'm so grateful for the word today. I'm going to tell you the word is meaty today. This is rich. This is rich today. So I hope you have pen and paper. I hope you have something to, uh, okay, Kirby, that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. That's fine. Kirby says you're going to step out for just a second to bless her. Thank you for honoring that Kirby. Thank you. And so I'm just grateful for all and who you are. I'm telling you the word is meaty today. Um, as God was showing me this this morning, um, it's all starting to tie together. And I'm just grateful for what God is doing in our life. And we are we're still in Ephesians five and we're going to get into the next verse and we're going to break this down. And I titled today's message that we are glory carriers. And I'm going to explain this to I need to put my coffee down. Hold on. And I'm going to explain this to you today when I say we are glory carriers and what that means to us. And we're going to chew on how we're supposed to carry the glory today and how we're supposed to be light and how we're supposed to be Christ like Christ and what that looks like for us in this age and this time. And so I'm just going to be honest. Um, last week was hard for me and it was hard for others because it was, um, we were, the Holy spirit was acting as that of counselor. And if you don't know that the Holy spirit is your counselor and sometimes that counsel comes in correction, right? Sometimes that counsel comes as correction. That's who the Holy spirit was to us last week. He was as counselor and we saw him as counselor. And if you've ever been to therapy or to see a counselor before your therapist, everything that your therapist tells you or everything that the counselor tells you, come on, Holy spirit, take over this thing. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I'm going to yield my way to you. Holy spirit. I'm going to yield my way to you. And so every time you're, every time your therapist or your counselor as in place, um, they don't always do everything. Like they don't always do everything right. Right. Um, they don't always do everything right. And I mean, right by what we feel like is right. Like what we feel is right. It's not, it's not what we feel is right. Right. They are counselor. They are navigating us through a process so that we can be healthy and we can be whole and we can get healed. They have strategies and tactics and things that they present 
um, and, and strategies that they give us so that we can break out of old mindsets and break into new mindsets so that we can walk in the fullness of who God called us to be as Christ Jesus. So in this season right now, we're, we're seeing the Holy Spirit as our counsel. Uh, he is giving us wise counsel. He's giving us wisdom that we need for the next season. He's saying to us without a doubt that you cannot take your old wine skins into a new wine season. My God, I'm going to preach to myself this morning. That's what he's saying. He's saying you can't take your old wine skins. You're not going to be able to take your old wine skins because they're dried up. They're not able to hold the new wine in this new season. And if they're not able to hold the new wine in this new season, then the counselor has to come in and take us through a series of strategies in which we walk into new mindsets so that we will not end up in the same position. So we will break cycles so that we will not be in a position where we're repetitive and repeating ourselves so that the God can actually get the glory out of our lives. I'm tired. I don't want to sit on the bench. I don't want to sit on the pew anymore. I don't want to look holy. I want to be established as holy. I don't want to look right. I want to live right. I don't want to, I don't want to quote, right. I want it to be my being. I want to eat. I want to be fruit. I want fruit to be manifested off my tree so that you can eat the fruit. That's what, that's the counselor. We're seeing the counselor. We're in therapy sessions, seeing the counselor. So in this season, in this path, in this journey, as we are eating Ephesians, the Holy Spirit is acting as counselor. And so we are in counseling sessions, right? And he's been dealing with us about the patterns and the behaviors and the things that we've held on to way too long, the mindset, not understanding and establishing and knowing who we are in Christ Jesus. So the same spirit that was in the counselor, my God, the same spirit that was on Jesus, the same spirit that counseled Jesus. And I'm going to back this up in word in a minute is the same spirit that is on us. It's the same spirit on us. So when God woke me up this morning and said, you're just like Jesus. I said, Lord, I need you to back this up. He said, you're just like Jesus. I called you to be light just as I called Jesus to be light. Like I called you to be light and he called us to be light in particular areas and particular places. Right. And so Ephesians 5, 15 and 17, I want to. I want to back this up, right? Uh, I want to back this up. Ephesians 5, 13 and 14, and I'm going to read to 17. It says, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. So I want to tell you something. The Lord is keep showing, the Lord keeps showing. We've been so deceptive. We really don't know what we need until we get to the counselor. I need you to hear me on this. We really don't. We really don't know what we need until we get to the counselor. We really don't know what, how broken we are until we get to the coach. We really don't know that we might not have been on the right path until we get to the counselor. Right. That's why um, I, I purpose coach. And anytime I'm purpose coaching the first six months are just me teaching you how to renew your mind. And the reason so is because you really probably didn't realize how broken you are, right? And so the Holy Spirit taught me those first six months have to be about mind renewal. We have to become steadfast in who we are because most of us don't even know we sleep. Most of us don't even know that we're dead. And so Christ came to give us life. See, here's the thing that's confusing because we can speak and be asleep. 
I'm just being real. You need to understand this. You can, when you can be asleep and not even real. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on. You, you won't even know you sleep. You won't even know you dysfunctional. You won't even, uh, know you dead in some areas until the Holy Spirit, until the counselor comes in and says, that's an area in your life. That's still dead. That's an area in your life that does not look like Christ. That's an area in your life. Um, that's still consumed by too many things in the world. That's an area in your life that does not reflect light. When the light shines on it, there is no reflection. So he says, awake, I need you to wake up. I need you to wake up. So the Holy, the counselor comes in to wake you up. That's what the counselor does. The counselor comes in to wake you up. That's why you got to have with there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. That's why sometimes you need a counselor. Sometimes you need an outside person to come in and say, you know, so God speaks through two things. He speaks through supernatural occurrences in the Holy spirit and he will speak through other people. Right. And so when he called us to this devotional, he called us so we could wake up. He called us so we could wake up. So when he started us on the journey of Ephesians, he was calling us to wake up. So he says, I need you to wake up. Tell the person next to you, tell the person on the devotional tap. If you laying in a bed with somebody, you, and it should only be your spouse. If you lay in a bed, say, I need you to wake up. Like, I need you to wake up. Tap your girlfriends, text all your girlfriends today and say, I need you to wake up. Like, I need you to wake up. There are some areas in your life in which I need you to wake up. So the Holy Spirit comes in and he says, look, you've been made alive in Christ, right? And he affirmed for us in the first chapter of Ephesians, you're chosen, you're redeemed, you're adopted your purpose, your favor, right? He, he, he proved that to us all in the first part of the chapter. This is your identity and your identity is in Christ Jesus. So he had to come back and establish the fact that we were not who we thought we were. <laughs> we were not who we thought we were. We were not dead to our sins. We were not just caught up in our sins. We were not just known by our name. We're known by our royal name. Some of you might need to give yourself a new royal name. I, I'm called chosen, right? You got to know who you are. You might need to get you. I'm adopted. You got to give yourself a new royal name. So he woke us up and he said to us, I'm giving you a new royal name. I need you to understand that you're like Christ, right? You're I like Christ. I told you like Abram was Abraham and Sarah become Sarah becomes Sarah. So he says, I need to give you a new name. I need to wake you up to your identity in Christ so that you understand that you're just like Jesus, right? That you understand that you're just like him, that you're pre you're predestined, that you're adopted, that you're chosen that you're given the authority in Christ Jesus all here on earth. And all I need you to do is receive this by faith. Like all I need you to do is receive this by faith. So we've been dealing with the Holy spirit as counselor. Right. And so now he's saying to us, I need you to wake up. You don't even realize that you've been asleep, right? You're not even aware that you're asleep. When I was younger, one of my sons was sleeping and he sleepwalked and he got up and he, we were going into the house. He was sleeping in the car and I thought he was awoke. I thought he was aroused. I thought he was up. So when we woke him up, and got him out the car. We are parked directly in front of our house. Everybody was coming into the house. We were going into the house and I did not see him. And as I came back, my husband went back out the door and he had walked over to the neighbor's house and was trying to get in their house. See, he was sleepwalk. He was sleepwalk, appeared to be up come on, appeared to be up, but was still sleeping. You can speak when you sleep. You can hear when you sleep. You can walk when you sleep. You can sling when you sleep. You can sing when you sleep. You can think when you sleep, but here's the, here's the clutcher. Here's the things, thing, thing to let you know when you're still sleeping. 
Here's the thing to know when you're still sleeping, right? When you are still sleeping, you won't care if whether or not you do damage or not. You, you won't care whether or not you can do damage or not. You won't care in this particular area. If you hurt someone, when you're asleep, you're more concerned about your comfortability. You're more concerned about how comfortable you are. You can go to a respectable place of worship. You can, you can do all of these things, but you can be indifferent by anything else. You won't tithe. You won't sow. You won't do the things of God. You can be at church every day and still go home and sleep with someone. That's how you know you sleep. That's how you, that, that, that's how you know you still sleep. And so he's saying, I need you to wake up. I'm turning the light on, right? That's what the Holy Spirit has been saying. That's what the counselor has been saying to us. I'm turning the light on. I'm flipping the light on and the light is Christ. Like the light is Christ. Everything in your life needs to reflect Christ. And so when I come to you as counselor, I'm not coming to you as your best friend. I'm not coming to you as your best friend. When I come to you as counselor, I'm going to have to show you some things in your heart and I'm going to have to show you some things in your mind and I'm going to have to show you some ways you've been living that do not line up with the word of God. And so we saw last week, we saw the Holy Spirit as being counselor, right? Remember the scripture that says when we go back into the first part of Ephesians, it says we are sealed until the day of redemption. Right. And so if we understand we are sealed into the day of redemption, then what the Holy Spirit is saying to him, look, I got you. I'm sealing you up so that you won't leak out. I'm sealing you up so you won't leak out. I'm giving you the food and that you need so that you develop and become more like Christ and you won't leak up. I'm trying to seal you out up into your destiny. I'm trying to seal you up into your purpose. I'm trying to seal you up into absolutely everything God called you to be. And this looks a little bit different like counselor. Right. So we we carry the glory of God on the inside of us. Right. And that's why we have to fight sin the way that we need to fight sin. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures about being light. Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all those who are in the house. So can you say to yourself, I have a house that I'm over. I have a house that I'm supposed to light up. I got a job that I'm supposed to light up. I have a house that I'm supposed to light up. You have to understand that as a glory carrier, you carry the light inside you. So you have a house you're supposed to light up. So it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. That is why the enemy wants you entangled in things because he knows if you're entangled in it, you can't shine light. Right. He knows if you're entangled in it, you can't shine light and you're in a season of new wine. You've already repented. You understand your redemption. Right. You cannot you cannot take this old wine skins. I'm telling you now it doesn't go. Everything old in your life does not go with you to your new season or you're not going to manifest what you need. So you have a light. You're supposed to be light in a house. Your light is supposed to shine in a particular area, in a particular arena, on a particular mountain. So you can see, so he can see your good works and your God can be glorified, not so you can be glorified. So if you're still getting the glory and God is not getting the glory, then there's something going on. Five, Matthew 5, 13, 6. I want to back up to the 13 because I, I didn't include this. It says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Right. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out. So 
we are putting our new wine. We are in new wine. We're getting fresh wine. And anytime I refer to new wine, I'm referring to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes to us and it's not always comfortable. And he comes to us as correction. He comes to us correction. So last week we saw the Holy Spirit come to us as correction. We needed correction. We need correction. We need the Holy Spirit to correct us. You, we, we don't even know that we need it until we get into the presence of the Holy Spirit and he begins to reveal to us, this ain't right in your life, <laughs> right? This ain't, this ain't right in your life. This ain't right in your life. I need, I, this ain't right in your life. That's why we, we got instructions from God last fall, right? To build an altar, right? To build an altar because our, where the Holy Spirit is going to show us what's not right in our life is on our face before God. Right. And so he wanted us to build an altar, a very private place, a very private moment in which we could spend the time that we need to spend with God so that the Holy Spirit could act like counselor in our life and show us the things that were not reflect, reflecting, reflecting the light so that we could go and be who we were called to be in the house that we're called to. Come on, y'all. That's some word today in the house that you are called to. So the Holy Spirit will call you out and correct you so you can grow up. That's what he'll do. He'll call you out and correct you so you can grow up in this season so that you can become mature so that you can handle your house so you can handle your house correctly. And I'm going to say this again. You most of the time you don't really know what you, you don't even realize you got old skins and you're trying to stuff new wine in old skins. And he's like, this isn't going to work because the problem with putting new wine in old skins is right. Those skins have dried up. They don't have the capacity to hold the ferment, the growth of new wine. Old skins can't hold growth of new wine. They cannot, they don't have the capacity to once they dry out, they cannot. And so, so in this season, as we are learning to submit to God, right? And then we have to resist the devil and he's going to flee. We're learning to understand Holy, the Holy Spirit is counselor. We're understanding that correction is necessary so that we may grow so that we can deal away with the old, the old skies. I want to give you this scripture. And the only way you're going to understand this is by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So this is 1 Corinthians 2 and 6. It says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is, under, is, is to understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught, by, taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught us by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are only discerned by the spirit. 
The person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for what, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. So, and the only way you're going to be able to receive that and don't worry, just we're going to, we're going to break into this because we're ministers of the new covenant. The only way you're going to be able to really receive this and understand this is through your spirit. So stop trying to mind battle all of this and understand this in your mind. You're not going to be able to get this in your mind. You're only going to be able to get this in your spirit. Let me give you, let me give you this John. We're going to go over to John 17. I want to show you how your light carriers or glory carriers, right? We're going to go over to John 17. I'm going to read it. From my CSB version of the Bible, it says, Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. Since you gave him authority over all flesh so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. This is eternal life that that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you because I have given them the words you gave me. They have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me because they are yours. Everything I have is yours and everything you have is mine and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name, protect them in Jesus name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them and not one of them is lost except the son of destruction so that the scripture may be filled. Now I'm coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. I've given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, that you, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also am sending them in the world. I also am sending. They are carrying the same glory that was in me when you sent me in the world, when you brought me into the world. They are carrying that same glory in them. And now I'm getting ready to send them out into the world as glory carriers so that they can light up their house. I told y'all it was rich. I told y'all it was deep this morning. I told you it was rich. You didn't even know you were a glory carrier. You thought because God had called you to some little place that seemed small that you weren't that much. You that you weren't that effective, but you are just like Christ. You carried the glory in you. You were sent to carry the glory in you, right? I don't care if he called you into a daycare. I don't care if he called you to clean houses. You were sent to carry the glory in you. See, we've been limiting our capacity to a job. 
We've been limiting our capacity to a career. We've been limited. We've been so caught up and consumed in purpose to not understand that our purpose is to carry the glory with us wherever we go, right? There should be an exchange wherever we go. We should be changing lives wherever we go. We were assigned and we, we always think it's about a particular destination, but you were called to carry the glory everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, you were called to carry the glory. It says, I pray. That's why you can't be on your job with no bad attitude, right? That's why even though your workplace, you were sent to make a difference in your workplace. So if your workplace is, um, is horrible and it's not changing and you're there, who's the problem? <laughs> Like, who's the problem? If your home, if God called you to a house, to a marriage, to kids, and it's not changing, then if you're the glory carrier, what's the problem? It's because you don't have the revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus, and you don't understand how to carry the glory correctly. And so the Lord is going to show us this week how to carry the glory correctly. He told us last week, look, I don't need you participating in darkness, because if you're participating in darkness, you're not going to be able to be light. If you participate in this sin, you're not going to be able to light, be light. I, I, if, if you're, if you, so if you're, if you're acting just like them, you're not going to be able to be the light that you need to be in their life. I had to be convicted of that, right? I had to be convicted. He said, so I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you father are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me, Right. So if I'm, if, if, the, I'm, if Christ is in me and he's saying they've got to be like this so that the world, those that are not, that those that are not a part of the kingdom will know that you'll sit me. Well, if we're acting out of order, how could those that are lost know that Christ is real? He said, I am in them and you are in me so that they may be made completely one that the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, the, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they will see my glory, which you have given me because you love me before the world's foundation. Righteous father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you and they have known that you sent me. I made your name known to me at them and will continue to make it known so that the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Remember the love that's in me needs to be in me so that I can get in there, right? We are glory carriers. We are glory carriers. And if we don't carry that glory and we look like everything that this world looks like, we can't go in and take position. There is something deep inside of you. There is a well, there is a river that is not even coming live in you because you don't really understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Do me a favor, place, place your hand on your stomach, right? Right now and just say and declare, I am a glory carrier. I have the glory of the Lord inside of me. I carry it and I carry it through the Holy Spirit. And if I ever, that's why I remember when I taught, taught last week about your outer court, right? Your inner court, which is your mind and your holies of holies. That's why we just can't lay down with anybody, right? It disrupts the glory that I carry inside of me. And so put your hand on your belly and say, I have the glory of the Lord in me and receive the Holy Spirit. Lord, Holy Spirit, I receive you by faith. 
I have the glory of the Lord in me. And I declare right now in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit is stirring up the glory of the Lord that's inside of you. And that after today, you will never, ever, 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 ever remain the same in Jesus name. Amen. Because the glory of the Lord resides on the inside of you, right? The glory of the Lord resides on the inside of you. And so you need to know that and you need to stand in that. And when you really get it, you'll understand the authority that you have in you in Christ Jesus. And you won't back down and you won't respond to any situation in your life as normal ever again. You won't. You won't because you'll understand your position in Christ Jesus. You understand that you can speak to mountains. You'll understand you can lay hands on the sick. You'll understand your effectiveness and who you are, but you need to understand the glory that you carry inside of you. So John 14, 26 and 28, but the only way this is going to come out of you that you understand the Holy Spirit is counselor. It says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you, right? So all of this that we need to get and understand is only going to come into fruition and revelation through the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our natural mind. And for us intelligent part people, it's hard to understand. He said, and so all that I've said to you, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Come on, Kim. Come on, Kim. Can you say that again? I'm not normal anymore. You got to have that attitude. I'm not normal anymore. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you love me, you have rejoiced because I go to the father for the God. Father is greater than I. And then guess what? You get the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You get the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I know that's a lot. Some of y'all going to have to go back and rewatch this. Some of y'all going to have to chew on this. We're going to break this down through the week and I'm, and the Holy Spirit is going to show us how to carry the glory everywhere we go, right? We're sealed to the day of redemption. That's what he was saying. We are called to be light wherever we go, right? We're called to make impact wherever we go. So if we had a work, if we had a job, I'm just using this. I don't know who this for. If you're at a job and you disgruntled at that job or you're not being light at that job, things are not going to transform at that job because you're not being the light that you're supposed to be. You've let the job impact and affect you. And because the job is impacted and affected you, then you're mumbling and complaining. This morning when I was on the face on my face before uh, the Lord and I was praying and he said, I need you to grow up a little bit more in leadership. I was like, huh? Right. <laughs> I've been leading. I've been in nonprofits. I've been in business for over 20 something years. What he said, I need you to grow up on, on, on a little bit more in leadership. And he showed me a particular area in which I had to mature. Like he pinpointed what it was. He said, let me show you something you did yesterday. And when he showed me this particular area, he said, that's the area I need you to grow up in. And I was like, my God. He said, this is the area. This is the area I need you to tap into a little bit more. Here's the thing that I know. Anytime I encounter Christ, anytime I encounter the Holy Spirit, I'm usually always repenting (laughs) and I'm usually always getting revelation of more areas in which have been dead. So if you sat here earlier and was like, I ain't got nothing dead in me. I'm awake. I'm all the way awake. You lied to yourself. That's a sign that you're not awoke. That's a sign you don't understand the impact of the counselor. 
That if you said you were not sleep, if you think your life is all together, if you think you ain't got no area to improve, if you think you filled full and you signed, sealed and delivered, I'm telling you that is a sign you need the counselor. That that's the clear sign you need the counselor if you think you right and got it all together. You, that's the clear sign. That's the position. That's the authority, right? That's the that's the position that you need a counselor right there. If you think you don't need nothing or you don't have anything to work on that, that's the, that's the thing that you need somebody that that's the clue clue. If you don't think you are asleep in any area, that's the clue. You need a counselor. So even on my face before the Lord, the Lord was identifying me an area that would needed to wake up in which I needed to mature in that area before the Lord. And if you are right before Christ, you will hear him talking to you all the time about the areas you need to be proved in so that you can go carry the glory wherever you, wherever you go <laughs> so that you can be effective and do what you're supposed to do wherever you go. So I want to take a thought. I want to pray. I want to get, we're going to get out of here in just a second, but I want to pray. Two things just came to my heart. I want to pray for children today, right? I, I want to pray. I want to pray for autism and I want to pray for ADHD. Um, I, those are two things that came to my heart. Um, I have a little boy at church that I love and he just kind of sits up under me. He has autism, but I heard the Lord, I was about to pray for kids and I heard the Lord say to me, we need to take authority over autism and we need to take authority over ADHD. Um, those don't have to be our kids stories, right? Those don't have to be our kids stories. We don't have to settle with a uh, medical diagnosis. I know the power of God. I know God is healer and I know he can stand in the gap for our children. Lately, ADHD has been the diagnosis and we've just accepted it and received it, especially as a war on our boys. And we will medicate them instead of seeking the Lord out. Or we will think that our, our child, our kids cannot go beyond the capacity of what God said. And I just know God to be a miracle worker and I just know God to be a healer. And I just know, yeah, Frida, I just know that God works in mysterious ways. I've seen testimonies. I've seen stories. I've seen the power of God and I believe in the power of God. I know that he is healer and I know he can change the worst situation around. So we're going to pray for our children. We're going to cancel the assignment of the enemy that this is it, that this is their plateau, that they have maxed out. We cancel that assignment saying you are defeated. We cancel that fear off of any parent who thinks that their child can't go beyond the diagnosis. We bind that wrong counsel back to the pits of hell from its it came. And we thank you, Lord God, that you were bruised for their iniquities, chastised for their peace and by your stripes. Every parent represented, every family member that's dealing with a child that has ADHD or any teacher on here or that is dealing with children with autism, we thank you that the glory of the Lord is manifesting in their life. And if you have a child that has autism or you have somebody that has ADHD, you lay hands on them daily and you call them into the fullness of what God said. They are the healed. They are the healed and you look for signs of healing and you cause, you call their brain functions to be normal and you call their speech to be normal. And you ask the Holy spirit for the wisdom and the strategies that you need in Christ Jesus for them to walk into the fullness of who you are. And you stay steadfast in that and you watch their language approve and you watch their minds change and you watch the power of God. 
And you don't allow the enemy to disappoint you to make you think little things are not signs of improvement. So we declare today right now in Jesus name that our children are walking healed, whole and set free from ADHD and for autism right now in Jesus name. And I, I ask you, Father God, to strengthen these parents. I thank you, Lord God, for strengthening Ashley and other mothers and fathers. I thank you, Lord God, for strengthening them right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the teachers that you're strengthening the teachers and those that work with children who are ADHD and autism to operate in supernatural strength, to operate in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, that they will not relinquish um, their child or these children to the doctor's report. I believe with all power inside of me through Christ Jesus that God wants to heal, anoint, and do something very special in their children in Jesus' name. Now, for those of you who have children who have ADHD, change their diet, <laughs> change their diet, change their diet. A lot of times ADHD has a lot to do with your diet and you put, you put sugar and other things in them in the morning and they can't focus. Give them healthy protein, fresh, good diets in the morning so that they can combat that. You also better ask the Holy Spirit about your children. What gifts are they, do they have in you? When Josiah was little, the lady told me, she said, he's going to have to have a speech therapist, right? She's going to, he's going to have to have a speech therapist. Like he's going to have to, he will not be able to speak normal on his own. That is what she told me. She told me that, right? She said he will not be able to speak normal on his own. He's going to have to have a speech therapist. His language will not fully develop. He's got some developmental things going on in his mouth. I've had this come to me twice with two of my children. My oldest son stuttered right? My oldest son stuttered. He stuttered bad when he was little. And Josiah's teacher said he's going to have to have a speech therapist because he was three and his language was not clear. I took my position in the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me wisdom. I said, Lord, I need you to give me wisdom right now in the name of Jesus for my children. And I told everyone in the house, I said, I need you to speak clearly when you're talking to Josiah. I need you to slow down when you're talking to Josiah. And I need you to engage him in conversation. I watched what he walked. I began to talk to him. And by the time he got to school, he was talking and he was talking correctly. And we did not have to have a speech therapist. We, we focused. I asked the Holy spirit to show me because she tried to get me to sign up. I'm not against speech therapists. I think that therapists and doctors work. I believe in that. But what I did was I took authority in Christ Jesus over my son. Jo Josiah is articulate. He talks extremely well. When Javen was young, he stuttered really bad. And I asked the Lord, I said, show me what to do with my son because he's stuttering. And the Lord came to me. He said, you need to slow him down. His brain is moving faster, right? Than what's coming out of his mouth. And so I slowed him down and I said to him, I said, you will speak clearly. And I began to speak clearly. And every time he stuttered, I captured his mouth. I said, absolutely not. He does not stutter. He flows eloquently. When the teachers told me, Jalil, my 22 year old was behind in reading. He's not reading on level. You probably need to get him some special help to read on level. You know what I said? I said, absolutely not. I took the summer. I put words on cards. We turned the caption on the TV and I began to read with him. And as we came back into school, 
as we came back into school year, the, 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 his first grade teacher said, she said, something, something isn't right. And I said, what do you mean? She said, they have him tested. My son had tested to read in the lowest level reading group there was. That's what he had tested, to read in the lowest level reading group it was. When she got through and she retested him after getting wisdom from the Lord, spending time in prayer, he tested in one of the highest reading groups in his classroom. I didn't have the resources and money to go take them to anywhere. But what I did was position myself so that the Holy Spirit could show me what I needed for my children. And all three of my sons that struggled in those areas flow fluently, did well academically. My oldest son graduated from college with honors. Jaleel graduated with high school from honors. And we slowed down and we were patient and we walked in love. But I sought the Holy Spirit about my children. I did not leave them on whatever this world was saying was what, what they needed. I'm just telling you about the evidence of God. I'm not telling you something that can't be walked out. I'm not telling you something. When they told me what they told me, my kids didn't know how to sit still. Like when they were like, Oh, Josiah moves around a lot. He, he, he looks like he could have ADHD. You will not put ADHD on my child. You are not, you are not, you are not. The Holy Spirit will show you. I just needed to share that. So don't give up on your children. I don't care what the diagnosis is. There's power in God. God will give you the wisdom. He gives you the capacity to lay hands on your children. I promise. And he will give you the strategies you need so that your household could be successful. So Lord God, I thank you for our children. And I thank you for giving us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding we need to be successful and for our children to be successful. I curse the root of Satan. I curse laziness in parents back to the pit of hell. I thank you. You as a parent will be strengthened right now in the name of Jesus and that he is big. Yes, he is beginning to say some words. Come on, Frida. You're seeing the power of God and he's beginning to say some words. And I stand in faith with you. I watched the young man at church. I've watched him evolve. He was so verbal yesterday. So I know the power of God is working in his life. I love you. Share this video. If you know a parent that has somebody that's dealing with autism, ADHD, share this video with them. Tell them to watch. Father God, strengthen our parents. Let's not be lazy parents. Let's seek the Lord for our children and watch the power and the glory of God be operating in our lives. We thank you, Father God. We break the curse of the enemy off our children's lives and off our parents. And we thank you for victory in Jesus name. I love y'all. We got to go. I said, I wasn't going to be on here this long. I will see y'all back here in the morning. We're going to learn how to be glory carriers. We're going to learn how the, the, the light that's within so that we could grow in grace, grow in Christ and become, don't forget, so a seed in Juana, W-J-U-A-N-A, Talbert, right? Dollar sign, cash app, send her some money. Let her know you bless her. I love God. I love you more. And I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.